0: Good morning, my fr- Well, it may not be morning for you, but it's definitely morning for me. So I'm I, sorry. I instinctually say good, instinctively say good morning. Uh, good morning, uh, my friends, and welcome to the Space Game Junkie podcast. I, as always, am your co-host, Brian, and joining me is your co-host, Spaz. Hello. Good morning. And we're doing, if you hadn't gathered that already, we're doing a morning show. Uh, it is 6 a.m. here On the West Coast of America, because we have two guests, uh, the first being Eric Flynn, uh, a.k.a. Rick Spaceman, and you're in Texas. Hello. Uh, Did you ever go to Flynn's Arcade?
1: (laughs) I'm kidding, I'm so kidding. Uh, No, (laughs) I'm not familiar with that.
0: Uh, it's from Tron, right? Isn't that Isn't that Tron? Didn't I just oh yeah, on? there's a Kevin
1: Flynn in Tron.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, actually, at Comic Con several years ago, they actually when Tron the Neutron movie was coming out, they actually built a Flynn's arcade, which is pretty awesome. Uh, also <laughs> joining us, and the reason we're doing a show early in the morning, our time from the UK, is Sean Hutchinson, A.K.A. Stuffy. Hi, oh,
2: sorry uh, about
0: that. No, don't be <laughs> sorry. It's it's. It's what you gotta do. We're not all in America. I mean, so what are you gonna do? I mean have a have a podcast. I mean, if we did the podcast at our usual time at five thirty in the afternoon, uh it'd be like four or five in the morning your time, you know, and I'm not gonna ask a guest to do that. Though we have we have had a couple of guests were like, Yeah, I freelance, I could do three in the morning, whatever. Oh. All right. Um So, uh, hello everyone. We're here today to talk about the, uh, spacey, miney, buildy, shooty thing, co-op thing called Space Impossible, which has been in early access for around a year, I think?
1: Yeah, March 1st.
0: Of 2016? Yes. Oh, wow, yeah. So it's been, oh, about a year and a half, actually. Wow. Yes. Uh, but that is a that is a uh, healthy uh, early access period because you don't want it, to it's weird um, let's, let's jump right in like how do you guys feel about early access so far how has it been treating you I always ask that question but I'm insanely curious um, it
1: is it's been good overall um, you know it's it was one of our early goals uh, we've been working on this since 2000 twenty twelve in, in some capacity. And so it's been a long road, but uh early access has, has been good. Um you know, there's been a lot of that sort of I don't want to say controversy, but the talk of of you know how green uh, Greenlight worked and how early access is working and, and all this other stuff. But for us it's been it's been overall positive experience.
0: Yeah, it's uh it's it, it really can be a double edged sword. Like, if you do early access too early and then you don't finish your game, you know?
1: Yeah. And, and in our case, um, one of the reasons why we did, we did it when we did it is because um, the game is, for better or worse, is ambitious. And so we, we were at the point where we were, you know, doing, testing ourselves, we were getting our friends to do it. But it just, it just got to the point where um, we needed other people to play the game and um and steam uh releasing it on steam uh allowed us to allowed us to do that yeah so uh, sorry go ahead well i was gonna say you know in, in a perfect world in a perfect world um you know doing some sort of like closed beta or something would have been probably would have been better for the first few months before you know actually having it available for for purchasing but um but uh that really wasn't an option even even last year, so um it uh you know again it overall it's been a positive experience and i think for for most of our players uh it's been a positive experience, although it has been uh you know a bit of a a bit of a time span
0: well that's fine i mean um there have been games that have been in early access way longer like I think pulsar lost Colony has been in for about two years, maybe three yeah. years. At this point, and it's still chugging along. I think one of the keys to early access, to successful early access, is consistent and constant communication with your player base. Because I've yeah. noticed a lot of, of early access projects just, like, disappear, you know, for months and months and months, and people just lose faith, and people just, you know, you know, lose hope, and then they just don't care anymore. And then, like, you've started to sow dissension, and you've started to sow uh, badwill, is that the opposite of goodwill? Ill will? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Uh, and and so yeah, that that does seem to be one of the keys. And you guys have definitely been pretty. Cons- I mean, you you'll go a bit of uh, like a stretch between updates, but your updates. You just had one, for example, and uh, Alpha Eight, and um, I believe, and yeah, they're pretty meaty. Like the latest one just added EVA, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, So, yeah, it's not like you guys are sitting in a vacuum doing nothing and being incommunicative. You're actually doing stuff, and it's very obvious you're doing stuff. So, uh, let's talk about the game itself. Um, How would you guys, I mean, you've heard me describe it, so how would you guys describe this game to people?
1: That's a good question. Uh, I still struggle with that um, (laughs) to this day because it it is this sort of blend of, of gameplay where, you know, uh, Steffi and I, we sat down, like, okay, we really like these games, and, you know, how can we kind of mush these games together in something that isn't, like, derivative, but at the same time is itself its own unique thing? And I, I, I guess the closest thing would be sort of a base multiplayer, single-player slash co-op um uh a little bit of uh action rpg mixed with uh exploration and and mining i mean that, what do you really call like like one of the big inspirations was minecraft and terraria right and uh i i mean, still what do you call those games today other than minecraft and terraria uh, um, building Something yeah, I mean the- voxel uh, Minecraft, you know, voxel world exploration, sim mining, digging thing. I don't know, um, but but yeah, I, you know, the the goal is to have you know uh, combat, exploration, and um, and like a trading trading game that allows players to control one ship, and where basically every tile matters. That's that's sort of how we build it as a game where every tile matters and everything is made up of tiles.
0: That is that is based on my uh, time with it. Yeah, that sounds really accurate. Uh, I've spent just time flying around and mining. Uh, now I got to ask. I've I've dabbled with this game several times, and every time I, I have to be honest, I like fly around, I mine, and then I have no idea what to do. Uh, after that, I, I'm a guy that needs missions. You know what I mean. That's just me. So is that like coming to the game, or is this going to be like completely an open, do what you want type of thing, where the only goals are what you make?
1: Um. Well, first of all, you are not the only person to to voice that or ha- or you know have that.
0: And please, of, and uh, please don't think I'm. Please don't think it's a criticism. It's it's not. Oh, I'm just. Sure i'm just I'm just wondering, you know,
1: yeah, yeah no, I, I completely understand I mean you know there's uh, there's there's like two types of players right there's the players who want to be given who who want to be given um, sort of missions or guidelines and then there's others who just want to do what they want to do and you know maybe we're naive, but we're trying we're trying to do both basically um, to date we've been working on getting the technical systems in place um but Coming up very soon, um, we're going to start working on adding in uh, systems and and some of the initial sort of framework for um, missions or just something something to give players who want them objectives.
0: Oh, good! Oh, good! Because always I, good to hear. Yeah, it's very good to hear because that 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 seems reasonable. Like get, make sure the basic gameplay works and then start adding content to it. That 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 yeah. that that seems really quite reasonable. And right now, the the systems are. are I gotta say, I've been having fun mining, and uh, I've been having fun warping around. That's a good time. I, I like. Uh, I, I've been enjoying warping around the solar system to different uh, like asteroids and whatnot. Uh, now there are like planets and stuff in the game as well. Are they going to offer a different experience than say an asteroid area, or is it just the same? uh type of fly around mining thing or like will planets have things you can interact with like stations and whatnot?
1: Um the short answer is yes. Uh you will not be able you won't be there won't be any like landing or anything like that. But um we're we're aiming for sort of different um you know the the contextual or the sort of the description of if this was if this was another game like biomes, basically where, where depending on, depending on where it is in the, what type of planet it is, where the planet, what, uh, where it's, what's orbit is around the star and what system it is and, and so on and what faction controls that system, you'll see different stuff. So, you know, not all planets will be, have stations in orbit or whatever, but you might find like a research station, which, which has advanced crafting or has certain materials that you might want to either acquire through missions or just steal or or that type of thing. Or you might find like uh, a more active trading hub um, where it's sort of in neutral space or or that type of thing.
0: Oh, see, that's what I was hoping for. Is that kind of uh, different things to interact with, like different stations that offer different challenges and, and whatnot. So that sounds great. Honestly, uh, so everything is procedurally generated, uh, right? The whole universe is procedurally generated. Yes, and remind me i I'm blanking what, what which engine is this game running on?
2: uh Stuffy, what I've been talking about. why don't I, you want to answer that uh it's It's made in unity
0: Oh, very cool that, yeah that's, that's really that seems to be the way to go for a lot of people these days is unity. <laughs>
2: yeah i mean it gets a it gets a bad rap but um it's it's a very flexible i think it gets especially a bad for, especially for this type of game
0: yeah i think it gets a bad rap because a lot of people just buy like these demos from the asset store and then like change three things and then put them up on steam as a full game with trading cards you know and sell it for like five bucks or whatever
1: yeah, you know the asset flips. Um, yeah,
0: exactly, and uh, it doesn't deserve. I mean, you know, earlier versions of Unity are like maybe st- stability was an issue and whatnot, but like apparently the the more recent versions have been really, um, really just fantastic in terms of stability and uh, usability, from what I understand.
2: Right, I, th- I think the the problem is that um, all of the the free version has the uh, that made with Unity splash screen. So all of all of these asset flips and and uh, you know like really oh. beginner projects, they always have the made with unity. But any professional project that's made in Unity, they, you know, obviously they pay you know you pay for the license, so you never see that. And that's why it, that's why the association's there, I think. Is that all the bad things have a big thing that says made with unity, but all of the really good games made with unity you have to dig to really find it.
0: Yeah, exa- exactly. Like in this case, I really did not know this was made with Unity, which you, you you probably want. You know, you want it to be subtle. You know, you don't you don't want people wondering which engine it is. You just want people to have fun.
1: <laughs> yeah, and you know, we don't want people to say, "Oh, it's a Unity game." Oh, we'll pass. You know, they should hopefully judge the game on its merits, not the engine.
0: Exactly. So one of the big deals, and one of the reasons I was turned on to this game, is uh, the uh, co-op uh, capabilities. But I, I haven't had uh, the opportunity to test it myself. Uh, so what will you be able to do uh, with other players in co-op? We be able to build things like stations. We be able to make factions. What what is the plan for co-op? Um, well, one of the one of the sort of
1: guiding principles for for uh, co-op has been that the game plays the same in single player as well as multiplayer. And that's one of the reasons why the game's taken as long as it does and why the updates take as long as they do, because um, it's, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of uh, networking involved and, and just like 50% of any new feature we add is just making sure the, the networking between the and server work versus if this was just a strictly single player game, you could do most of that work in in one tenth of the time, but um, so so as far as the, what you'll be able to do in co-op is the same thing you're able to do now uh, if you if you're playing single player. So that includes building stuff. Can't really build stuff together. You can't work on the same thing together exactly at the same time. But you can both interact with it. You know, one of stuffy's my favorite thing to to prank each other with is to, you know, like push each other around while we're building stuff. Um, But, uh, you know, you're, you're fully able to see it done in real time with, uh, you know, what the other person's doing. Um, And you're able to both access the same inventories and the same uh, crafting and the same, uh, you know, if, if someone takes control of it, um, the vessel or that type of thing. So basically um, everything, you know, uh, we want you to be able to go together and say, hey, oh, hey, man, uh, you know, I'm over in uh, this asteroid belt. Um, you know, I'm collecting resources. What are you doing? Oh, I'm putting together you know, a new ship because uh, there's a pirate nest, you know, on the other side of the system. Uh, OK, great. You know, I'll meet you there in you know five minutes, that type of thing.
0: Yeah, you bring up pirates. Um I was flying around, uh, you'll be able to see on the video in a little bit. I was flying around and I ran to what looked like a Navy ship. It just started, it just started automatically attacking me as soon as I got anywhere near it. And it kicked my ass. Um, so I'm just curious, like, what are the other factions in the game? And what are like, are there factions you could trade with? Are there factions you could become friends with? Are they all just hating you? I mean, how does, how does that work?
1: Well, right now they all kick your ass. Unfortunately, um, <laughs> that's fine. It's, uh, it's uh, I think I was saying to Alien Pickle yesterday. Um, we you know we one of our biggest things and and uh, you know we'll, we can maybe talk about this a bit later. What's coming up? But um, is is the faction system where one of the big influences has been games like Privateer um, Wing Commander Privateer or in my case, like uh, EverQuest, the you know, the old MMO, and uh, having factions that you can, you know, you know, you start off, you know, neutral to this faction, and you do enough stuff of whatever it is to gain, um, you know, to gain trust from them, and then that unlocks new areas or, you know, new, new um, you know, you can now trade with them and, and they won't attack you and, and so on. And other ones doing the same thing, they'll people who were even friendly with you will now become hostile and so on. And so faction system is one of the big things still remaining to be added to the, to the alpha, but um, we're going to have a variety of factions. Basically we're also um, big influences on us is star Trek and um, you know, probably, probably next generation is sort of my, my favorite era, but um, you know, we're going to have, Basically, you have uh, the faction you sort of start with is what's called the Explorer Union. They're—I'll uh, be honest—they're—they're they're sort of a, a thinly veiled, you know, federation style of sort of faction. <laughs> of course, um, fair enough. Yeah, and uh, you know, they—they they sort of start off like in our in our case, you'll start off basically neutral friendly with them. You know, you'll have they'll they'll be sort of the. The game-wide system of like you know you always be able to repair with them unless you really piss them off and and so on. And then there's a, a faction called the Kalgiri, which they're they're more sort of Klingon-esque in sort of uh, you know they're they're hostile at first, but they can be trust you know they you can earn their trust with enough work. There's uh, the Tisseroy uh, Navy, which sort of act as so, um, sort of a militaristic peacekeeper type of uh, faction where they'll be pretty, they'll be pretty cold and standoffish to you, and they'll have no hesitation in, in vaporizing you if if you even you know in go in the wrong area or you know piss them off in the wrong way. Um, but you can, you'll still be able to sort of, you'll be able to gain um, faction with them uh there's there's someone called the druminants who they're like super alien they're those' those guys who are like in this in their base like balls they're very they're very orangey you may, may or may not have seen them they're gonna be like super alien so they're gonna be really uh, tough to gain faction with but they'll also give you access to their technology um and then if you've seen the pirates um they're just they're they they're sort of the standard you know pirate faction for any sort of game where, um they, you know they prey upon commerce and you know sort of society in order to fuel themselves. You'll be able to you'll be able to gain faction or lose faction with them, um but early on they're going to be one of your first sort of just general annoyances or or hostile you know hostile entities and they're going to be pretty. You're going to see them a lot. Um, they have a, a pretty wide, um, you know, uh, I don't want to say exposure, but uh, their you know, presence in Net. the game, yeah, Net presence, yeah, yeah. And then finally, you know, from just a sort of a from a technical standpoint, there's what's called Lawless, uh, the hmm. Lawless faction, which represents this sort of anarchy, you know, of deep space where. You know, people, regardless of what type of ship they're flying in, they still might just, you know, no one else is around. They're, they're going to try to kill you and steal your cargo. Um, and, you know, they just represent sort of, again, anarchy. And there's some others uh, we have planned um, down the road, but uh, you probably won't see those until beta.
0: So so what sure if, Yeah, no, that's that's a really great variety and an extensive list. So when you say beta, like what is your plan for all that? Like you've been in early access for already a year and a half. Like how like how close are you say to beta and how long do you expect that phase to last before finally going uh,
2: 1.0? Well, the the idea we had uh, behind beta is that all of the systems would be uh complete. And then we would just need to add uh content, which uh is kinda of a little bit lacking in the game. If I and, can interrupt
1: that's okay. the, that's the
2: for the transition from alpha to beta
1: is yeah. is the technical ah.
0: systems in place. So yeah like that, that that's like the classic traditional um alpha to beta transition whereas that a lot I don't know about you guys but I've noticed that seems to have been lost uh, with early access, yeah. well, a, a lot of times <laughs> the definitions
2: of uh, sorry, the definitions of alpha and beta and and stuff have been very uh, skewed in these recent years. Right. What they actually mean,
0: I don't know about you guys, but, but
2: uh, our goal sorry, go ahead. Uh, our goal was that um, we wouldn't need to add any more systems. Like once we once we've decided, like this is these are all the systems that we need, and they all work satisfactory for what we, what we want, then we'll transition into beta, which is sort of expanding the game and really sort of balancing and making the content and making those systems actually fun rather than, you know, tinkering with the, with the cogs underneath everything.
0: Right. And, and that seems, you know, quite reasonable. I was just going to say, it really irks me when I see, like, some games use a 1.0 type num- num- number structure <laughs> for, like, a pre-1.0 game. Like, Star Citizen, for example, they're calling their next alpha 3.0. Like, um... <laughs> it really isn't, you guys. <laughs> it's not...
1: Yeah, but, well, you know, I think people Star Citizen is one of those games, you know, everyone has, I, I think, generally speaking, mixed feelings on. Um, but I think in the future, whether, whether it... Uh, you know, delivers or not, I think people could, you know, someone could write a PhD thesis on star system, um, you know, just oh god, everything yeah. about it. It's so it's you know so it's so complex for better or worse. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it. it's <laughs> it's uh, it's its own beast.
0: No, that's a really good way to put it. Uh, but your game is is complex as well, but like much more focused. So speaking of focus, uh, yes, there's crafting, you go around mining and building and improving your ship, but like, is there an overarching goal for the game? Like, oh, you need to save the sun from blowing up or something like that, or is it just fly around and do what you want, Uh, that sort of thing?
1: At the moment, no. Um, And and, and actually sort of touching upon, I think one of your earlier questions is that uh, it's it's fairly open ended um, in the sense that you know we want players to have goals if they want to have but at the same time just we want the players who are who are interested in that type of thing to be able to spend you know hundreds or thousands of hours potentially just exploring this universe of of stuff um, and and our goal is to hopefully be able to make that interesting it won't it won't be interesting to everyone but um, but we're hoping that there'll be at least a, a subset of uh, players who who really can just feel like you know they' they can sort of lose themselves in it uh, within within the systems no that's, that's but that's right. that said i mean we we do listen to a lot to player feedback, and depending on how you know how our some of our initial systems go, I wouldn't be opposed to sort of putting a sort of end game event to it but it's definitely not going to be like a single player you know uh story mode where it's like okay you have to go to a to b to c to z uh, you know all the way to z and you know you finish the game
0: right right now that makes sense uh we do have a couple questions from youtube actually well i don't know how serious this question is but can you crash into the sun uh, is a question. I don't know how serious a
1: question that is. No. Uh, <laughs> you used to be able to. But uh, you can get very, very close. In fact, the, the sun is its own region. And um, one of the things we, we plan to do is add sort of um, uh, what we call the, we call them the regions, like the area when you exit warp and you're able to fly around in sort of normal space. Um, and, and flying very close to the sun will actually damage your ship. Um, that's going to come in one of the updates where we'll have sort of environmental hazards. And um, if if your ship isn't prepared, if you fly, if you're flying directly at, you know, right, right, like the sun, like the sun will take up 90% of your screen. I hope you're wearing sunglasses. um, You will, your ship will take damage from that. But at the same time, there's there's going to be probably a reason for doing that. Like either, you know, rare, really rare um, resources are there, or maybe, you know, secret military outposts or, you know, who knows.
0: I was going to say, can you craft, uh, what is it called, metaphasic shielding, like those couple episodes of Next Gen? You remember what I'm talking about? The, yes, the, the it- No, 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 no. That was, the, that was the phasing cloak. The metaphasic shield was the one that the Ferengi guy came up with, where you could fly like really into the sun, you know? And, uh, oh, uh, yes. that be yeah. her. Yeah, they yeah. used it like twice.
1: That was, yeah, the, like the murder mystery episode kind of. Yes. Um, yes. Yes, exactly. Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> um, maybe I mean we're <laughs> I was like, just kidding. I didn't think you'd actually have that, but we Well you won't be able to fly through the sun. Well we do have one of the biggest things right now, and, and people will probably notice if they've been playing the game, is you have to your components, right? And right now you have in order to fly our ship, you need to have bridge uh, bridges or bridge mounts. And and bridges are going to sort of serve as sort of the unique slots that you can equip. Stuff. So you'll be able to have like that's where like, if you have a cloaking device, that's where it will be. So whether or not it's exactly a metaphasic shield, probably not. But um, but uh, the bridges is where you'll have sort of you know stuff that gives you sort of unique capabilities um, in in it. And so uh, and additionally, anything that sort of augments your shields or or gives it additional sort of perks, that's where they'll they'll fit in your bridges. So. Um, in a way, in order to to sort of negate the environmental damage, it, you probably will have something in line with a metaphasic shield, although it probably won't be called that, nor you know function function exactly the same.
0: That's that's awesome. Um, so, what kind of things can you craft? Like, do you have to get a blueprint for a thing before you can craft it? And if so, like. How do you find blueprints? Or is there another way that you can figure out how to craft specific pieces of equipment?
2: Uh, Stephanie, you work? want to take that? Yep. Yeah. Uh basically you can create if you find a space station, I don't know, um when you played it you- every every space station you find will have a a lab, but what you can craft is just basically based on that lab that's in there. And then if you when you open up manufacturing oh. for that, there'll be a big list. So <clears throat> Currently, the basic lab you can you can craft all the ores into sheets and into tiles, and you can craft some of the basic weapons. But then, to craft like more advanced weapons, you need to craft different labs. So, I think currently in the game there's a there's a like a weapons lab you need to craft. So then you'd have to find the specific resources for that, and then you need to craft that, and then you need to actually place that lab on a space station. The idea oh. being that eventually you'd have like your home base would be full of like multiple big space stations with all sorts of laboratories on for doing um all the different tasks that you want um we uh, we haven't really explored it too much right now though because we were still adding um adding the content back in uh, i don't know how many I don't know how many weapons and components we have, but uh, we recently like took most of them out and we're just, we're sort of re adding them back in as we go, but balancing them uh, better.
0: That makes sense. Oh, this is an interesting question. Uh, So I've toyed around with like adding components to your ship, like more guns, more engines, but uh, on YouTube Z tech uh, industry AI, who's an interesting fellow by the way. Uh, he would like to know if you could change the color of your ship. I, I, I don't remember if there are options, but can you, like, customize your ship in terms of colors and styles uh, and whatnot?
2: You can, you can paint every single tile of your ship uh, ah. from, a, from a large selection of, of colors. Oh, that's um, great. <laughs> well, it's not 100% true. The tiles have to be um, what we like to call sort of manfa- uh, manufactured tiles or ship tiles or, you know, basically hull tiles because in the game you can craft any tile you see in the game you can technically take take things apart and build it build stuff with it so if you drag a rock asteroid uh towards your station you can like take it apart and then you can build a ship out of rock if you want um you can't paint rock but you can paint like uh if you craft whole tiles you can paint whole tiles
1: yeah, the only exception there is there is a there is a palette. Um, we'll probably be adding more more colors in the future. Uh, the selection right now is pretty good, although it, it's typically themed along the different faction colors along with some sort of just general colors. Um, We've've we've have seen already some sort of vaguely flying phalluses and, and stuff like that, but uh, people can you, you, you do have a lot of options there.
0: I'm sure people are going to love that because people really love customizing their ships with all sorts of things. Uh, is there going to be any kind of Steam Workshop support, or is there already? And I just did—I missed it.
1: You have not missed it. Um, it's it's on our list of things to do. I mean, we—I I feel like we're saying there's a lot of things still to do, but uh, that's um,
0: not unfair though. I mean, you're 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 in development. I mean, you know, there are things you want to do that you haven't done yet because you. Your game is damn stable, you know. It's playable. It's stable now. You can have fun with it now. So there's not anything wrong with saying, "Look, I got. We still got stuff to do." So right.
1: Well, that, well, thank you. Um, yes. Short answer is yes. We do want to have works, uh, workshop support. Uh, people. Uh, you know, one of the things is if people, you know, sort of our longtime uh followers have pro- probably noticed. Is from Alpha Four to Alpha Five. There was like a six month gap, and that was one of those you know people were going, oh oh no, these guys disappeared type of type of say, uh, states. But um, that was really sort of a, a technical issue um, where we redid a lot of stuff. Which you know lessons learned, you know, uh, just on this project alone has been about the, the lessons learned sheet has been about a mile long, and there's still many more t- entries to be added. I'm sure, but. Um, Uh, we re-added... Before, you couldn't make custom ships. One of the big things with Alpha 5 is that you can now, you know, make a a ship or any sort of object out of basically anything, as as Stuffy said. And um, we added in uh, file support for that. So you can basically create and save templates. You can already swap them with players. They're in a, a fairly basic JSON format. And what we'll do in the future is, with the workshop support, people will be able to upload essentially those JSON files and then trade them or not trade them, but, you know, make them available for download. You also be able to, um, we, we've spent, I don't want to say a ton of time, but been fairly adamant about it. You'll be able to share, you're able to share your universes with each other. Um, so, so, you know, if you, 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 you could in theory, for instance, recreate your favorite sci-fi universe you know, whatever, whatever it might be. And then use that as like a template right now, right now, as soon as you, as soon as you load it, you're, you modify it. But um, we'll be able to do um, sort of the next step of that is you'll be able to create sort of template universes from that and then create a new game instance or sort of universe instance from that sort of universe template and then play from there. So you'll be able to, um, you know, we were hoping players are able to, you know, the, the ones who want to, um, are, are, really, are able to craft their own universes and, and share that as well in the workshop.
0: Oh, that sounds pretty awesome. Now, uh, say you're someone like me who doesn't like building ships because I do not have the patience anymore. Uh, will there be like maybe a few not as powerful but pre-rendered templates like someone could use to upgrade their ship? At all?
1: Sort of. I guess <laughs> the best answer to that. Um, <laughs> yeah. One of the things actually we were, we were doing uh, we, on Mondays, we always do our, our weekly call to sort of, you know, we try to keep it to an hour, but it rarely, rarely lasts an hour. It's usually too much longer than that. But we were going over and stuff. has been working on a, a shipwreck generator, which isn't, it's a little bit of a tangent to your question, but, um, you'll be able to find coming, coming, uh, pretty soon. You'll be able to find various ships in various states of usability. And most of the time they're going to be pretty, you know, smashed, smashed to pieces, but you'll occasionally stumble across ships that, you know, with a little bit of work, maybe you just have to, you know, drag it back and add a bridge or, you know, add an engine or two. You'll be able to reuse it with, with minimum effort. Um, and then additionally, there's always the – it's something I've been sort of internally – I don't want to say struggling with, but deciding on how much of sort of pre, pre-baked ships you'll be able to have access to. Um, one of the simplest things to do, though, right now is, is figure out where the bridge is on an AI ship because they're attacking you anyway, so there's no harm in, in killing them. Um, destroy their bridge. And then, or bridges, and then you, if you drag their ship back to uh, somewhere where there's an assembler, um, like a shipyard, you'll then be able to, again, add a bridge and do any repairs. And with minimum effort, you'll be able to fly their whole ship.
0: Nice. Nice. Uh, Now, how do you go about capturing ships? Because you guys did just add uh, EVA support. So, uh, how do you go about? Like, is there like combat once you get on a ship? Like, how does that work exactly?
1: Um, well, the EVA suit is meant is is basically an answer to several problems. Was how do you move between ships? Um, we're not you. won't be. We will never add in sort of like like. Um, other games like you know FTL and, and some of these other games have sort of like uh you know interior and crew right. kind of sort of thing. Right. We're never we're not gonna do that. The focus of the game is still, you know, sort of on a, a ship level. Um but the EVA suit allows you to move between uh, between ships, uh, also allows you to build new uh, vessels and whatever objects from scratch while in space uh, at a at a shipyard. Oh. Um, and it uh, allows you to make repairs because actually at the moment, the only way to repair a damaged tile is with the repair beam on the uh, on the suit. So um, And the other thing we have sort of kept in the wings is um, similar to the shipwrecks, You'll you'll occasionally find ships that have been abandoned for some reason, but they're otherwise functional, but they'll be sort of locked. And so the EVA suit will essentially allow you to sort of hack hack them via some process, um, which we haven't quite decided on yet, but, you know, it'll take like maybe a minute or so and then – or more depending on, on a few factors. And then you'll be able to basically break into the ship and, and claim it as your own. And that will – that will uh, the only way to do that will be via the suit. So you'll be – you know, the idea being you'll be very vulnerable while in the suit, but it, it could very much be to your benefit to – steal people's
0: uh, ships. Oh, that's that's pretty awesome. Uh, now, so it sounds like you can be controlling multiple ships at the same time?
1: You'll be able to own multiple uh. ships at the same time, but you will only be able to ever control one ship at a time.
0: So what happens to the other ships that you
1: own? They just sit there wherever you last left them.
0: Okay, you can't give them like AI orders, like go mine these asteroids, like anything basically.
1: No, like that. that's fine. Um, you will be able to. It, it's been a, it's been requested, and we've we flirted with it, and you know this is don't take this is not a promise to anyone listening, but we're right. we're strongly considering like a hangar feature where you're able to like docks, like especially like smaller ships inside a larger ship, so you can sort of travel Ooh. with it without having to tractor beam it. Um, And and something of that nature. But um, the problem with the problem with AI is it's extremely difficult to do well. And so we already have we are you know, we already have our AI um, and AI is one of the biggest lagging things because we need to we need to have the framework and the systems in place because the AI basically is like a really simplistic player. In terms of, you know, they need they need these systems as well in many cases to interact with uh, at, the, at the code level. So, um, and, and so we feel it's just, it would be, we wouldn't be able to do it justice and it would be a bad use of resources to um, try to let the AI do too much. Like if you, you know, say, oh, you know, like, oh, you know, go mine some stuff and you know come back and, and or follow me around and protect me and, and that type of thing. Um, we just you know the game has fully you know I know space is three D of course and you know I guess you could argue four D, but um uh our game, you know, it's flat on one one plane and we have full physics and everything like that collision. And uh just just it would be it would be kind of a nightmare. Um to to develop it, and I think players wouldn't be satisfied with it. You know, uh, that, RTS is their entire games. RTS is you know try to do it, and many of them still fail. So yeah, no, that's
0: completely not fair. Try it. It's not an easy thing to do, and and so many games don't get it right. Like I always think of one game that did get it right was uh, remember Dark Rain, At RTS. From Activision back in the 90s, where you could actually set up different, like, little AI routines for just about every unit or every
1: group of units? I'm, I'm not familiar with that. Uh, oh. I know my, my RTSs, I cut my teeth on, were Command & Conquer and, and the Warcraft series.
0: Oh. And
2: StarCraft.
0: Oh. Yeah, Dark, Dark Rain kind of came out in the early phase of all that, and it was kind of completely overshadowed eventually by StarCraft, which is a shame, because it was a really great game. Uh, you can get it on GOG, my friends. If you've never played it, it's really great. Um, but no, that makes total sense because yeah, AI is a thing that is not easy to do well, and you don't want to half-ass it. And then you know that's exactly. and then that's the thing people complain about, you know. So that that totally makes sense. A hangar thing might be good, like if you have a station with a hangar, like drag your ship there and put it there for safekeeping for the time being, so it's not just sitting around waiting to get jacked or destroyed
2: (laughs) well in in theory it would be good for multiplayer because then one player who's already been playing
0: in that universe for a while they might have a couple of ships and if a friend joins then they can take over one of the ships that have already been allocated so to speak
1: yeah well that's already that's already possible the biggest thing right now is multiplayer is that if you're playing with people you don't know or don't trust you know, because even if you're playing with friends, you might not trust them. Um, is that they can essentially steal your stuff? So we're, we're we're working on some. We already have it kind of in place, but we're we're still going to continue to develop that. Where it's sort of uh, an opt uh, an opt out feature, where your stuff is sort of yours until um, people until either you give permission permission to people to access it, or if they, you know, if you completely out, like, in the middle of nowhere, people will, you know, with enough time and effort will be able to steal it. But the hangers, the hangers one of those things, like, uh, from a design, from game designer point of view, it's, it's, it's a, you know, no questions asked. It should be in. It's just from a technical point of view, uh, because the way our our data is structured, Um, Um. there's, it's always one of those things, like, 99% of the time, eh, it's no problem. But we always, because it's, you know, players can make some vastly gigantic objects, we have to, we always have to check everything and be like, well, you know, what if they're, you know, what if they make this gigantic thing that's, you know, put 255 of every component type on it and, and so on? Like, how big is that? And we have to be able to, you know, make sure um, make sure it works and and to, I don't know, to our credit or not, but. Uh, we, we try to keep the game flowing, uh, you know, quickly. So so there is the, it's structured in such a way that you could see object pop in if especially if you enter a very complex uh, region with lots of complex objects. Um, but at the same time, we, we do like the sort of action-y, you know, combat and feel to things. So we, we try to make things, um, you know, pretty quickly. So even if you're playing over the network, you will have lag but uh, you won't be waiting, you know, it won't take two minutes for someone's ship to show up, that type of thing. That does and so that's where hangars come in.
0: No, that makes sense. And that does lead me to two, two uh, follow-up questions. Uh, first, because someone asked about, like, Death Star type things, how big are the ships that you can actually make in the game? Like, what's, like, the largest ship you can make in the game right now?
1: Um, The large... Technically, the largest um, object would consist of 65,000 ish tiles. Um, really? <laughs> but so if, if you know your data types, it's a, you short max, you know, um, uh, but, um, from a, uh, from a gameplay point of view, we've limited it to, you have different sizes. In fact, most players probably haven't seen this if you're in the ship editor or the vessel editor or whatever. Um, you on the left-hand side under the sort of the summary, you have a ship size uh, a size selector which will allow you to change the size of your grid, and so you have basically like a micro which is uh, was that seventy-seven by seven, and then yeah. the largest we allow is one hundred twenty-seven by one hundred twenty-seven tiles. That's so, so it's pretty big. Huge. It's not like you you'll never encounter anything that's like oh, wow, this is filling my entire screen type of thing, but 127 by 127 is pretty big. If you've seen, if you've seen the planetoids, like those large asteroids basically, you know, they're significantly larger than asteroids, um, most of those are 64-ish, the large ones, and Great. so to give you a sense of scale.
0: That's, that's amazing.
1: <laughs>
0: it would probably take a ton of mining and minerals to, to build something. Uh, that large, I would reckon.
1: <laughs> yes, um, and that's you know that's sort of the goal, and, and we want people. We do want people to feel like you know we want people to be able to play with just one ship if they want to, but at the same time we want if people are like I want to build a miner, I'm gonna you know put 18 mining lasers on this specific laser. You know it has uh you know two engines and it flies at like three miles an hour but it has you know gigantic cargo holds and you can mine an entire region in you know five minutes you know more more power to you and we want to enable that but um we do also want there to be some sense of you know progression and work required to make the really big stuff Um, at the moment um you know then this is just an alpha thing at the moment but we do give you access to quite a number of tiles uh, at the start, I think it was a 200 plus 10 10 of every component um, type, uh, or some of the basic com- 10 of b- some basic components of each type, and so um, you can make a pretty big shift just just out of that. So um, it's it's very interesting to see if you ever look at the Steam um, the screenshots on on Steam for that players have submitted. You see, already see some like some. Wacky, zany, and some very interesting creations.
0: I'm going to have to go look. (laughs) Uh, But my other follow-up question to our previous discussion was, uh, does Unity, like how many players can you support? And does, I guess, Unity have any kind of limit in how many players it can support uh, with co-op? At the
1: moment, it's theoretical. Um, to limit, I mean, there is there is an absolute max, I'm, but I'm not sure what it is. Uh, again, it's part of one of our uh, the technical um, change from Alpha Four to Alpha Five is we um, uncoupled, we added f- full physics back in, and we uncoupled. Uh, we do the region simulation now in a separate process. So, um, you know, it it was from from a developer point of view, it was probably you know overly complex and you know and other programmers are probably slapping their head and saying why would you do that? But it gives us it gives us very large scale uh, scaling capabilities. So to date we've seen we play we typically play up to or test stuff with like up to four players because that's that's the, the basic sort of testing like situation. But in theory, especially once we get dedicated servers ready, um, it's going to depend more on your what what your computer is capable of running and what your bandwidth is capable of, of supporting. Um, I know there was a Russian server. This is Alpha 4, so this was like sort of the pre-tech change. They were running, I think, like 30-player servers. I don't know how well it played, but um, it, it could, in theory, we're, we're hoping that our, our goal sort of, once, especially for the dedicated servers, um, you'll see at least regular... 20 player servers. You won't see that probably on a home connection unless you have like you know fiber or something. But um, if you're running if you're running like uh, something in the cloud on Amazon or Azure or something, yeah. Um, you know, 20 to 30 player servers is kind of the hope.
0: Yeah, you're right about these screenshots. I love that someone made a TARDIS. That's great. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> My favorite's the uh, the Planet Express ship,
0: which I think is in there somewhere. I think I did see that one. Yeah, and there's a lot of Enterprise-looking things, and there was a, a ship that looked like it was in star control. Uh, so, yeah, it's a good uh, good variety of stuff people have been making. Uh, we do have a question from uh, Marcus in YouTube. Is it possible to have more info on the lasers, parentheses, weapons in the future? I'm not entirely sure what that means. i maybe... More in-depth tooltips or stats or something. I'm not entirely sure what that. Do you know what that means? Do you know what he's talking
1: about? I, I could guess. Um, okay, and and um, he's probably talking about yeah stats in the in the tooltips. Um, one of our one of our, and, and stuffy's our stuffy's our UI expert here, but um, from uh, from sort of a design point of view, it's we we don't want we have the game runs obviously on numbers, right? Behind the scenes, there's a lot of numbers. In fact, so many numbers, my eyes glaze over a lot of times. So I'm looking at them, but, um, it's, we're trying to keep the game and we might not be successful at this as well, but we're trying to keep the game where you don't have to, you know, be a number person or keep a spreadsheet or do all this other stuff where, um, where you have to really pay attention to numbers. We want things, we want to try to establish a sense of relativity where, you know, based off of the name and some of the other characteristics, you're able to immediately tell, like, oh, this weapon is better than the current weapon I have or this weapon is worse than the current weapon I have or, you know, for combat it's worse, but for mining it's better and so on. So we're tr- that's sort of one of our, been one of our design guidelines but um it does leave a bit to be desired and um I don't know basically at this point. Um you know we could we could always just say, you know, here's the numbers, you know, figure it out for not figure it out for yourself, but here's the numbers, you know, do with it what you want. Uh here, you know here's a long tool tip, but uh we're trying to avoid that. No. So to answer specifically to answer Marcus, I don't know. Um if we're going to ever do that. We're trying not to, though, if we can get away with it.
0: And that's fair. I did want to ask about the UI, because I have to be honest, I'm something of a UI nut. I'm very, uh, very critical of, um, <laughs> of, of a game's UI. And you guys have a very uh, clean, focused, usable UI, which i which i i just have to give you guys props on. It's very I'm I like I said I'm not big into these crafting games typically and so even someone like me can figure out what the hell to do. Uh that's pretty great. So I definitely wanted to give you uh props on that. Like how many iterations has the UI gone through in the game's lifetime?
2: Um not not too many. Um we did a massive change between Alpha four and Alpha five, where we we originally had a very sort of panelized UI, like um, a lot of a lot of these crafting games, like you know, like Minecraft and stuff, where you yeah you open up and you get like a big panel in the center of your screen. But what we found playing it, and the reason we've switched it to this sort of like everything sort of attached to the sides, is that when you're when you're messing around, <laughs> like trying to figure out crafting or your ship, you you know. So, some of some other jet comes flying in and like blows you up and and you you never notice that um so that so we did the change where we pushed everything to the side and that's kind of been our our new focus is that at all times you should be able to see your ship and what's happening with it right, right. and that's why we moved sort of like your your component editing is now like sort of right on top of your ship in the in the in the game in the game scene Right. So nothing should get anywhere. Because I've been, I've been frustrated by other games in the past where, like, I'm sitting, you know, you're sitting in the crafting UI or something, and you start taking damage, and you start panicking because you you don't know what's going on, and you've got this panel covering your oh screen. Oh, God.
0: Yeah, no, I've been there. And that is so frustrating. It's like you wait, have no
2: situational awareness.
0: Yeah, exactly. Wait, who's shooting me? Damn, exit, 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 exit. <laughs> damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it. Uh,
1: yeah. And again, all credit to Stuffy. Um but to explicitly answer your question, I think there was I think we've been through four iterations from the very first prototype. So not many. We've been pretty lucky in getting it I don't want to say getting it right, but getting it pretty close to what we want uh early on. And again, um, uh all that all credit to Stuffy there.
0: Yeah, because it's it's a really solid usable UI. Uh so it sounded like the biggest change was, what, Alpha 4 to Alpha 5? Because you guys have brought that up many, many times (laughs) as to, like, making huge changes to the game. And you guys just had Alpha 8, which added EVA and a bunch of other stuff. So what are, like, the next plans for Alpha before getting into beta? Like, what are the next big additions you guys want to do before you get to beta?
1: Well, um and we were talk, actually talking about this before before we started here, um, is, and going back to what we said earlier about, you know, alpha is all about getting the systems right, the technical systems. Um, one of the big things we still need from, like, a game-wide system is the faction system. Uh, there's, you know, very minimal spare bones in there right now. Again, everyone hates you, and you, there's nothing you can do about it. Um, it's putting in a system where per player... They're, we're able to we are able to track and modify and um, make the world interactable based on your faction and what your actions do to affect that faction so essentially a faction system um, that's the big thing and then there's also as I mentioned uh, component uh, bridge components getting getting those in and getting some of the basic basic types in for that there's um, environmental damage and, and doing that type of stuff. There's, um, there's smaller stuff like ship repair. Like, you know, one of the big complaints right now is if you take a bunch of tile damage, well, EVA fixes that you can repair the outermost tiles, but any other tiles you have to remove and then place back in on your, on your vessel. Um, But some way of doing repair on, on, uh, you know, basically any tile in that. Um, and that's more of just sort of a gameplay thing than a technical system. Um, trading as well. We had trading in at one point and, uh, it kind of stunk. It, it, it was boring. Um, and it was very static. And so, uh, that's going to be based off of the faction system as well, where, you know, again, what you do will affect who, who will and who won't trade with you or, you know, it, nothing else prices and, and that type of stuff. um, and uh, what we're working on right now, Alpha Nine, we're we're uh, we're starting our third week on Alpha Nine development. Uh, we're working on re-adding torpedoes, or just in general projectiles, like large physical objects that move faster than ships but much slower than lasers, and do significant multi-tile damage. Uh, that's that's on that's something I'm actively working on uh stuffy's been working on the shipwreck system which has been great unfortunately at the moment it's it's actually crashing our game so we Aww. have to still do a lot of that does sound a lot great. Of work on it
0: that does sound but, great i'm excited about
1: yeah. that one absolutely dynamic shipwrecks yeah that gives exploration
0: and, a little more meaning uh than just finding new asteroids which yeah. i'm i'm always a huge fan of exploration so i love that idea i have to be honest
1: yeah, yeah. We, we want exploration to be a very valid way of playing the game, not only yes. playing the game, but to acquire upgrades and stuff like that. You know, it might if you don't want to fight, you can always run away. We want you to be able to, you know, you should not a lot of games like you should always be able to win or, you know, you keep trying until so you win. Uh, Space Impossible, you should be able to absolutely make a tactical retreat and say, you know what, Maybe I'll come back later. And I'm going to go over here instead and see if there's easier pickings.
0: Yeah, that, that all sounds awesome. I really I really like the uh, direction you guys have for the game. Um, do you guys have any kind of final, like, any thought, final idea as to when you might hit 1.0? Um, it sounds like it's probably going to be next year, I'm guessing. Maybe late this year, based on what you guys have been telling
1: me? Uh, beta... Is possible by the end of the year? Yeah, it's possible. That but sounds reasonable. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're we're hoping for a year. Um, yeah, I've been saying that now for several months, but really right. but, about you know. a year because yeah, I mean, our, all of our major technical hurdles we've we've overcome now, um, and so now it's really just about you know we want to be able to do an update every four to six weeks, like reliably. And, and get that stuff going. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping a year, but you know, there's a little asterisk next to that.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. That, I mean, yeah, this, you, you never have a set date on these things, but you know, giving, giving that kind of time frame really like sets people's expectations, which is again, so important.
1: <laughs> so very yeah. and important. And you can really paint yourself into a corner I mean, I hope if nothing else, play, especially people who've been following us for a while, because our, our prototype was initially released on Game Jolt, and I think a, a lot of the early players came from. Oh that.
0: God, Game Jolt! That was like right. three years ago. Wow! Yeah, and
1: we I mean, I hope we've proven we're dedicated to this game. We're not, you know, we're we're not going to just up and abandon it. Think, oh, you know, we do a bunch of sales and like, okay, guys, see ya. I think
0: anyone just has to look at the news updates on on your Steam page to see that that's not the case. You've you've been you've been definitely uh, consistent with posting updates and uh, to the game and and to your and to your community. So I I don't I think if anyone just took a look at at, at your Steam community, uh, I don't think anyone would doubt that you guys are super dedicated to this game. Like I don't see how anyone could think otherwise. <laughs> well, thank you.
1: Yeah, I mean, we we should probably should be more communicative. I mean, we're both, you know, we're we're both sort of nerdy developers first. You know, social stuff comes with a little bit of extra effort. So we could always be more communicative. And so we're we're appreciative of you know people understanding that. I know some people, you know, every day a new tweet. You know, here's a new screenshot, and you know, especially with a project like this, it doesn't quite yeah. work that way. So and some people are better at that than
0: others. Some people just aren't good at marketing themselves. You know, it's it's, an art form. It is weird. Like just a side tangent real quick before we start wrapping up. I have this blog and this podcast and I work in internet marketing. That's my primary job is SEO. I have no idea how to market myself. You you give me somebody else's site or whatever, you know, I'll give you an 80 point plan as to what to do to get better rankings. But for me, no clue. Like, uh, do I do keywords? Do I go to red? I don't know. I have no idea. So I totally understand. <laughs> it's, it takes a spe- it takes like a specific skill set, I guess, to be able to market yourself. You know, otherwise we yeah. just put our heads down and we work, and we and we do the job. You know.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's that it's a little. I, is it a bit of that force for the trees thing, or is it? You know, I don't know. As you said, like uh, is the introspection thing. Um, you know, it's much easier to do that for other people, and yeah, to, you know. Honestly, be critical, but you know to be decisive about that, and then for yourself to be like, ah, oh, I don't know.
0: Exactly, exactly. No, I totally get it. But uh, it seems like your community, from what I've seen of it, is pretty positive, and uh, and people are generally understanding about the time it takes between updates because your updates aren't just like a little hot fix here and there. Usually, they're very significant, very meaty, so uh, they're worth waiting for. Uh, has been your uh, has has basically been your uh, consistent uh goal uh throughout and so i think that helps people understand that it's got to take some time between updates uh so yeah, folks
1: that's what we'd trying sorry.
0: to yeah no i'm sorry, I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. no i was just going to start wrapping up cuz i got to get to work uh so folks the game is space impossible it is on steam for uh $10.99 american i believe right yeah. now uh which for a fully realized uh, universe co-op thing, mining thing, right now it is really stable and very playable. And uh, for $10, you're probably going to raise the price once you get out of early access, I'm guessing, is the plan. Correct.
1: Yeah, yeah our amazing. initial price was $8, dollars 7 99 It was risen to $10 uh, at the Alpha 5 release mm. and I don't know exactly when the final price hike will be, but the price will be somewhere between 15 and $20, and that will happen sometime late beta or at release.
2: Right, so,
0: and that seems very so like reasonable. That. that seems like a, a very reasonable price jump. Uh, so, yeah, right now, if you guys want to get in, now is the time to do it because it's 10 bucks, and there's already plenty of stuff to do. If you like mining and crafting, that's all there. If you like shooting, that is there. Uh, so uh, this is a pretty well-realized game already. Uh, So just a couple of, uh, just basically one programming note. Uh, After today, uh, Space Game Junkie is off for a little over two weeks. Uh, Once this goes, uh, once I put the MP3 up of this, we're basically not really going to have anything new until the 21st of August. Uh, We're taking a couple weeks off. Uh, We're going to have a couple of rerun episodes of the podcast going up over the next two weeks, so there'll be at least a little something-something. But there's not going to be any new podcast, or games of the week, streams, anything like that. Um, but folks on the community, like Spaz, like Hunter, like Jim, they 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 have their own channels. They're going to be streaming stuff. Uh, the Discord's still going to be very active, so please stop by. Facebook group's going to be very active, so please stop by. But uh, yeah, in terms of content, I'm going to be making and podcasts and stuff. Yeah, we're taking the next two weeks off. Uh, I don't want to be that guy, so I'm just gonna say the reason I'm getting married in um, four days. So uh, anyone who's gotten married know knows what a whirlwind that is. Uh, so so yeah, uh, basically just you know nothing really new for the site for a couple weeks. So please don't go anywhere. I hope I don't lose we we don't lose you. <laughs> but uh, I think it's a very valid reason to not have new stuff for a, wh- a little while. Uh, but we'll be back the week of August 21st with new stuff. I don't know what the game of the week's gonna be because I think some new stuff might be coming out before then. Uh, but we're definitely gonna have a new podcast that week. So, uh, please visit the Discord. You know, please visit the Facebook group. The communities are still gonna be very active. And, uh, thank you as always for listening and for watching. And gentlemen, thank you for being, uh, guests this, uh, morning slash afternoon. It has been, uh, really great talking about your game. And well, thank I, you very much. And thank I hope you. that and I hope this gets a few uh, more people, at the very least, wish listing it, but especially buying it. <laughs> uh, definitely hopes this uh, gets you some more sales. Uh, and Spaz, thank you as always for joining me in the morning. It's nice to not be the only one now that does these early morning shows. So uh, hey,
2: we can both be zombies together.
0: That's right. I need so much more caffeine right now. Uh, so, folks, thank you for watching and listening, and uh, we will see you in a couple of weeks. Have a great one. Bye-bye.